Welcome into In the Bonus Podcast, the Big East Women's Basketball Show, here to bring you everything that's happening around the conference. Uh, Big East is absolutely just cruising through play. We're going to recap last week's action, everything that happened. UConn still cruising at this point. We have a very special interview with Providence head coach Aaron Bath, and then we're going to take a look ahead at the week to come in Big East sports. Alongside Kim Adams and Isis Young, I'm Lisa Carlin. Ladies, welcome in February is here. I know you have all been so busy with it. Um, Ice, how are you? I'm good. Hi, friends. Good to see you guys. Um, it's Monday, so I'll say happy Monday because that's normally my thing. Mm-hmm. Normally, we need a little extra love on Monday. Um, I'm great. I went, um, I had a game last weekend. I was at FSU. So it was Miami at FSU, ACC. So Ooh. I played in the ACC. So I always love going back. Um, so I got to see some coaches that I know, familiar faces. And my mom came with me. Um, so we had a nice trip. We did so much shopping. I think we made it to seven <laughs> boutiques, seven different boutiques we went to. I probably tried on like a hundred different things um, and Whoa. had to buy it, had to buy an extra bag to check because oh, I bought so much stuff that gosh. required an extra bag. I know. I Who's know, the I know. shopping instigator, your mom or you? Oh, definitely me. Definitely me. But she's, it's like, I'm just like, I can find something anywhere. Like, I'm just like anywhere you can get something cute or something that you can work. And my mom is always like, oh yeah, I can see it with this. And then when she does that, then I'm getting it. Yeah. Um, And she knows me. Like, I'm a bucket hat girl. I wear bucket hats on my day off. And so we walked into a boutique. She saw a bucket hat. I literally bought it that second and then put it on and shopped with it in the store to get the rest (laughs) of my stuff amazing um but it was good it was good trips it's always cool when you spend time you know so it was nice it was a good time we'll have to get you a big east in the bonus bucket hat that way you can rock it promote the show merch yes we'll send that message to scott the picture you posted with her you guys are like twins yeah mom's looking good Thank you. She got called my sister several times and, like and wanted me to wanted me to make sure I told my dad about it. So I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I absolutely love that. All right, Kim, um, we got to see you. Primetime Hoops on Fox. We got a big timer on the show this week. How was it? Um, it was pretty, pretty crazy. Uh, I know Ice had a similar game a couple weeks ago. Iowa on the road, sold out environment. But yeah, this is Iowa at Maryland. The game ended up being phenomenal. I think a lot of people came into it because Maryland's been a bit down this year compared to years in the past. They've lost a couple in a row, um, some different injuries going on, but Maryland absolutely brought it. It was a sold out crowd of about 18,000 fans. Iowa ended up prevailing. But just so cool to be in these atmospheres, again, just seeing just how much the women's game is growing. Honestly, the fan base that Iowa has is insane. And I will say the like the arena was very heavily Maryland, mm-hmm. but the Iowa fans really come out. They're all in the hotels. They're walking around town. Um, I will say the one downside of this increased popularity is like logistically for us broadcasters, we have to like change our whole schedules. I was running really late for the game because I was caught in the traffic. I had never been to Maryland before to get to the arena is one way, one road in a single line. Um, And I guess I needed to leave like 30 minutes earlier because it's literally a one mile drive that took me 25 minutes. I had to heatedly speak with state troopers who weren't letting me go down the road where I needed to park. Like, 
it was crazy. I'm texting my producer, like I'm getting there as soon as I can. I'm literally not moving right now. So oh, it was very hectic. It was very hectic. So pro tip, if you're doing a Caitlin Clark, Iowa game, you need to leave 30 minutes ahead of schedule or just not leave the arena after shoot around because it is insane. That's but, a mess. Uh, it's mania. It is mania wherever she goes. I've now had them for two away games and it's the same yeah, it's a scene. It's wild, but it's phenomenal. Yeah, it, it is. Would you tell the state trooper? Did you just tell him like I'm Kid Ad Kim Adams? I'm important. Like you need to let me through. She wasn't <laughs> listening to me initially to the point where I had to put the car in park and step out of the car to explain like I need to go straight, Miss. She she said I couldn't go straight because I was in a turning lane. I had veered to the left because I was trying to get around the line of people waiting to get into the parking lot on the right. right. Um, so she was pointing her flashlight at me saying, you're in a left lane. You can only go this way to literally put the car in park, stepped out, tried to remain calm, but also being like, I'm on network television in one hour. Like I need to get back there. Like my producer's mad at me already. Like, oh man, it was just, it wasn't great. Logistics were not great. Gosh. <laughs> well, we're, gosh, we're glad you crazy. ultimately made it. That's like terrifying. Yes, and like not the way you want to have your mindset going into a really no. big game at all. No, like, I had literally I for the first time I had to like step in the venue and just take several deep breaths because I was like worked up and stressed. I'm, I mean, <laughs> you're yelling at like a state trooper on the side of the road. <laughs> Goodness. If, if people don't believe me, it was hilarious. One of my college teammates who lives in that area sent me a text being like, I just saw it go down with the lady. <laughs> Oh, that's Funny. absolutely Funny. hilarious. Uh, national national games for you. Yeah, that, that's a really good insight into some of the hoops you have to jump through as a broadcaster. Yeah, um, it's like, yeah. people think it's glamorous, whatever. No, it's not. No, no it's not. It's not always <laughs> glamorous. No, especially not when you're trying to just get to the game and do your job. Well, let's this dive into so Biggie specific talk. Of course, we're missing Meg Caffrey this week, our um, our steady host, but we know she is busy out there and she'll be back with us. Um, diving into Biggie's tubes, UConn just absolutely continues to dominate 11 0 in conference play. They just beat St. John's. Um, and now the Huskies, they maintain that number 11 spot in the AP poll. They dominate the Big East weekly honors too, the third time this season. They've swept freshman guard KK Arnold. She wins her fifth Big East freshman of the week. Week. And senior forward Aliyah Edwards, she is the Big East Player of the Week. Uh, Edwards, she led the conference um, in both scoring and rebounding last week, including the career high 33 points and season high 13 rebounds Sunday in UConn's win versus St. John's. And that was her 10th Big East double double of the season. Holy cow. She's wow. uh, continuously <laughs> on fire. Meanwhile, Creighton, they're back up one point to. 21st and Marquette, they continue to re receive votes in this national poll. So Isis, I, I got to ask you, what do Big East teams in the middle of the pack, right? Those are the top three, the heavy hitters in the conference, but all the teams in the middle, what do they need to do to separate themselves as we head into February? Yeah, I mean, as we're looking at it right now, we've got UConn, right? That's 11-0. Creighton, that's 9-2. and Those two have separated themselves, like you said. But then it's St. John's. That's in third. They're 8-4. and four. Nova is 7-4. and four. And then Marquette is 6-5. and five. 
And so I think if you're keeping an eye on those two teams, one, a credit to St. John's, man. I think the way that they have competed and hooped and won games down the stretch, like the leadership from Unique Drake, Jillian Archer, um, I've been really impressed with Coach Tartamella's group. And I just I, – I don't know if we thought they were going to win this many games at this point. We're in February now, and they've got a good slate to finish. Um, and so I, I've, I've been impressed with them. Um, but in terms of looking at – you know, Villanova and Marquette that are four and five. It's two very different stories of how conference play could finish. Villanova has a tough stretch to finish conference play, guys. They still have yet to left to play Yukon, Creighton, Providence, Georgetown, and Marquette. Oh, uphill and battle. So it's a tough stretch. Oh, goodness. It's a tough stretch for them. Mm-hmm. And so I think for them, it's, hey, you got to take it game by game. But also, can you steal a couple of those? Can you get a win versus a ranked team? Can you maybe knock Creighton off? That could go a very long way for them. Or can you get both Creighton and Marquette? Um, And then on the other side, we talk about Marquette. I, on the hand, think Marquette could finish the Big East 7-0. They have. And no, no one tweet me for this. I'm just saying that I think Marquette needs to finish strong. Okay, I'm sorry if I thought they're beating your team. But this, this is how I feel right now. Marquette has left. Georgetown, Villanova, DePaul, Seton Hall, Xavier, St. John's, and Butler. If they can finish, guys, six and one, five and two, I think it's going to be really, really good for them in terms of what Kim is going to talk about next in terms of their NCAA resume. But I think right now is the time for Marquette to become that senior team that we've seen and really put it all together and make it consistent. I did not expect them to be at this position six and five in the Big East. I thought they would have taken care of a couple of more games, but we're getting to the round two of some of those matchups. And so here in round two in February, they have to finish strong. They have the chance to really finish and solidify this being third in the Big East and creating that separation if they get those wins. Kim, I know you're going to talk about, you know, AP poll and national things. So give me your take on, you know, Marquette and just can, can they come out six and one, five and two? What will that do for their resume? Yeah, well, I would say, I was going to say, you know, looking at the NCAA tournament right now, UConn's clearly a lock, Creighton is clearly a lock. I think Marquette is in pretty solid standing. Like, I think the wheels would kind of have to fall off for them to fall off the track of the NCAA tournament. But I remember talking to Megan Duffy at some point earlier this season, and she started talking about, we're thinking about, seeding as well because I Mm. believe last year for sure maybe even the year before that excuse me they were in the eight nine game so even if you get a great win you're like walking right into South Carolina or somebody like that especially with the new format now of the host sites for the top 16 teams so sorry guys too much talking this weekend at at state troopers But if, if you're an eight, nine seed, like once you move on, you're playing a number one seed on their home floor. So right. I think they're, you know, you don't want the players to think too much about this day to day, but I think Megan Duffy is probably thinking, you know, we want to finish out this season as strong as we can. We want to have a really solid Big East tournament. Maybe we get to the championship. Maybe we pull the upset. Not saying that UConn's going to be in the championship, but. Since they've been in the Big East, they've won it every year since they've been back in the Big East. Um, so I think that that's why this end of the season is important for them, um, hopefully solidifying a spot in the tournament and then trying to get some more optimal seating than they've had in the past. Um, so I would say those three teams are looking pretty good. 
there's a discussion now. Can a fourth Big East team get in? Um, we're looking at the net rankings. I think the team with the best opportunity to sneak in as a fourth team in is Villanova. Um, currently a number 44 in the net. Although St. John's is third in the standings, they are 85 in the net, just based on different non-conference uh, scheduling and all of that sort of stuff. Um, so Villanova, you talked about the hard road ahead, but ice on the other side of that, it does lead to some great opportunities that would really boost their resume. Um, so you're, you have two ranked opponents in UConn and Creighton. You have a Marquette who's just outside of the rankings. The only downside is they have to go on the road to all three of those schools, oh, uh, Marquette yeah. coming up this weekend. But I think if you're Villanova, you're saying, hey, we've been playing pretty well. They, they just had the loss to UConn, but I had them in that DePaul game. They looked really good, really good game against Seton Hall. Um, so their, their offense is really coming together. But I think if they can, you know, maybe take down – they've already beaten Marquette. Let's not forget they beat yeah. Marquette at home. Yeah, I yeah. think if they could either take off, take down Marquette or Creighton on the road, again, beating UConn on the road, very hard to do that. Um, I think that would really help boost their resume. And then, like you said, they have to win the other games. Like, no offense to our beloved coach Providence, like they have to beat Providence yeah. and Butler if they want to yeah. be playing in the dance. Yeah. Um, so I do think three are going to be in potentially Villanova um, in terms of the net ranking Seton Hall is the next team. They are, uh, they're 63rd. So they would really have to do some work, I think, to get in. Um, but I'm really hoping the Big East can find a way to get four teams in. Yeah, definitely likely for, for that all to happen. It's absolutely bonkers that the tournament is coming up before we know it. Big East play, it all ends Sunday, March 3rd before the Big East tournament at Mohegan Sun and selection Sunday for the big dance on March 17th. Plenty of opportunities for some of these teams to sneak in. Uh, one of those teams uh, in the middle of the pack, sitting sixth right now in the Big East, is the Providence Friars. They're 11 and 12 on the season, five and five in conference right now. And we had the pleasure to sit down with head coach of the Providence Friars, Aaron Bath. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to In the Bonus. We are so pleased and honored now to be joined by Providence head coach Erin Bath in her first season with the Friars. Coach Bath, welcome in. Well, ladies, oh. I miss you. Oh, I'm telling we you, miss you. Lots, lots going on here. <laughs> we got to talk. Yeah. I'm so happy I'm on blessed. Thank you for having me. Oh, we are so <laughs> pleased and excited to chat with you. You're such a bright light. So thank you. Um, first season, just over halfway done. What are your thoughts on, on your first year at the helm with Providence and the first half of the season? I am. I'm, I have all the feels. I'm saying this has been, it's been a journey. It's been so good. Okay. And so there's been some ups and downs and I'm telling you, we're doing this together, but overall I am beyond blessed. Uh, these women have allowed me to come in and breathe a little fire, honey, and cook for them and all kinds of good stuff. And uh, we're taking it one game at a time. There's so many lessons that we're learning, but it's been great. Um, I'm overwhelmed too, don't, in, in a good way. I, I mean, we're doing some things and I want to win, you know, and I want to do it right now. I'm so impatient, y'all. I mean, I want my food hot and fast. Come on now. I need it right now. Okay. But for the most part, Lisa, it's been great. It's been so great. A lot of support. Providence is amazing. I've, I've hit the jackpot. I really Coach, have. when you were just 
Oh, sorry, Coach, guys. Coach, I was oh. going to say, you were saying that you remind no, me good. of the girl in uh, the Willy Wonka, like the original, when she sings the song, like, <laughs> I want it now. Like, that's... <laughs> now. Used to step in right now. And then, but, the, but the bad part, the lady got, oh, yeah. she got dismissed. So I'm going to go down the home. I'd say slow down. Yes, I'm going to slow down, but you're right, honey. I love... And not, people, not these young ladies don't even know who Willy Wonka really is. We're going to talk um, about that. So, They're Coach, young. you come into the Big East at just an interesting time. Us three ladies have covered it the last couple of years, and it's just so interesting this season with kind of so many teams kind of right in the middle, beating each other one week or the next. Um, so just what are your early impressions of this league? You can Let me tell you, all you better stay awake. Don't you sleep on the Big East, honey. You don't know who is coming. They come around the corner. They behind the bushes. You better watch your back. This this conference is no joke. I have not. I wish I was losing weight, but I am not. I'm a stressful eater, but uh, it's been, it's awesome. Like you cannot, there's so many good players, so many great coaches. Um, even the facilities in which we, we all play in, they're beautiful. Like so much history. And so, um, I'm just overwhelmed, um, but I, I know we've got to work. Every game, you got to work. You got to scout. You better watch your film. You got to get your your players and and make sure everybody stays humble because you never know. You never know who's about to beat your behind. So you better be ready. Coach, you talk about winning, and, and you've won some very important games in Big East so far. I mean, you had an overtime win versus Villanova. You started off two and zero. You beat a good team in Seton Hall that we know is as dangerous as anyone in the Big East. Um, and then you had that without Grace Afosa for most of that time. And then you got her back and then she drops 30. I mean, what has that roller coaster been like of, you know, grinding out these games with the team that you had, getting her back. And then now she's kind of, um, you know, been in stride and been in rhythm. No, it's been great. I think it's, it's really cool to see different women step up uh, and do different things for us. Woman down, woman up. We've had injuries. All teams do, but it's really awesome to find something positive out of that. And that is empowering everyone else on the team who's stepping up, what's going on. But the really awesome part is Grace didn't skip a beat. That girl came in, she was still in shape, honey. If this big girl right here was out for a while, this big girl, you want to give me about two more weeks, honey. I got to learn, I got to run. But she didn't skip a step. She was focused. She didn't watch film, working out. So just to have her come in and not even like literally come right in and play some significant minutes, start starting, starting again. And, has been a real blessing, but um, it's been, it's, it's the, those wins that we had. I mean, these women, I have to give them all the credit because mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I am, I'm, I'm hard on them in a, in a good way. I mean, they know I love them, but you have to remind it's, it's what you say to people too. Mm -hmm. Now there's X's and O's and you've got to train, but you can't forget your brain, honey, and your heart mm -hmm. when you coach. And so I'm really trying to target those things as well, as well as, you know, work ethic, aggression and whatever. So, Winning those games were significant for sure. And I'm just so proud of them. So proud of them. Grace Afosa injured and then, of course, coming back and she earns Big East Player of the Week last week. So that honor so well deserved for her. As a first-year head coach, I mean, you talked about getting into the Big East. No, you cannot sleep mm -hmm. on the Big East. We know that all too well here in the bonus. But you have to lay down your foundation as a coach and, and the motto that you want to set and the mindset that you want these players to have. How have you seen that growth throughout the season in terms of the foundation you want to lay at Providence? Oh, yeah. I've seen it with our close games. Um, you know, we've had some, some where we were down um, and then we came back 
and would have been victorious. And sometimes they come back and it wasn't, wasn't quite enough, but to see them grow, that's who I am. That's who Aaron Bath is. We're not stopping. Oh no, baby. We're not going to stop to the very end. And we're going to give us, you know, we're going to give us our, our, give y'all the very best all the time. And so that's the foundation really, you know, are you respectful? Are you really giving everything you have? Are, have you studied your craft? Are you putting in the time? And so it's really cool to see those close games that we've won, you know, see them be victorious for us to get a win. So I think that's really huge. Um, again, just seeing women step up. That's a true testament to people haven't got, haven't given up, haven't given up on me. I get, I'm a new coach and it could be totally different. Um, I'm a different style coach than my predecessor, nothing to take away from him at all. Um, but I'm just different and new. And so things could go this way or that way. Really? They really could have. These women could have been like, this woman is crazy. <laughs> like what she say? What do you do? You know, but no. So, um, the foundation's being, been, being, you know, laid down, but you have to remind. It's like coaching's parenting. These are my babies. So I got to remind them, honey, look both ways before you cross the street. You're going to get your head knocked. Hello. You're going to get your head you know, like repetitive, right? Remind them over and over again who we are and what we're trying to do. So it's, it was just, you know, it's just really cool to see them to win. Yes, to be rewarded for some of that. So Coach, cool. just to touch on your personal professional journey to this point this is your first head coaching position i believe it's 17 years as an assistant coach at various schools different levels of schools um i'm just wondering kind of how did, how did you remain patient through all of this because i think i've said it on your games before i'm like i can't believe a school didn't snatch her up before. Like she's such a amazing person mm -hmm. and you are already seeing your success. And maybe it was a personal choice that you didn't want that at a certain time. But I think it, it's something that can resonate for so many people in different walks of life. Like how did you stay patient and just trusting the timing of, of what's transpired now? Yeah. Thank you for asking that. I'll tell you, it was hard because I wasn't always patient. I'll be honest with you. I wasn't always patient. Sometimes I was like, come on. Um, I want it right now. You already told you I want my food hot and fast and ready. Come on. But, um, you know, just, uh, I play a lot into my faith. Um, you know, I mean, wasn't the right time. God said, no, it was, you know, I, I've had, I, I, I don't want to lie. Like I had opportunities. I tried, I've tried and it wasn't for me. And so when, when that happens and that's whoever's listening, you can't stop, you know, you can't get discouraged. You got to keep going. It's something you really want to do. There's always going to be uphill climb, right? But the, the best way to get to the mountain is if it, there are some edges, right? So you can hold on to, right? These slip right off, right? So I've had my, my climbs and, and it's been, um, I've, I don't know, I, I have a, my mom, she helps me a lot. You know, she's been right there with me. Um, didn't know a lot about basketball. She only yelled two things when I played, watch it back and get it back. And that's it. all she knows. I mean, ham sandwich. I'm like, mom, we're winning. Get it back. We're winning. So um, love her. But uh, yeah, and, and I have a daughter, a uh, single mom for a very long time. Um, you know, it had to be right for her as well. Uh, bless her. I, I love her. She's she's moved quite a, quite a bit for me, um, you know. And so timing was everything. But when I tell you what, when I came on my visit to Providence and I got my interview with Steve Napolillo, <laughs> let's go, baby. Let's go. I knew, first of all, I knew I wasn't going to be alone because I'm a people person. I don't want to do things alone, really. You know, I... I knew I was going to make a mistake, but I knew I, knew I needed support. Hey, this place checks all the boxes for me. So I don't know. That's, that's a great question, Kim. And I, and I think about it and I pray about it because I've had tears. It's a hard journey for any of us who want to do anything, anything. 
right? But you've got to remember who you are, who made you, the foundation you've built, what you've been taught. You got to grind it out. But I will tell you that I, I got to say this is important. When I, when every time I've gotten better, I've mm. always helped somebody. You've got to help somebody along the way. And that, my dear, is the reason why I've known so many wonderful people. I make sure, I make sure that I help somebody along the way. And I'm here now and I can't be more thankful. So I don't know. It's a great question. I appreciate you even asking about me. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been awesome. So much good stuff. Coach, I feel like, yeah, I was going to say, I feel like we could just, you, you need to go into life coaching. Yeah, you need to go in life coaching. Like, come Rock on. You're playing around. Because when I send you my <laughs> business cards, I know. Listen, I need a free consultation. Just one, just one. <laughs> Um, but no, I, I want to ask you, you talk about helping people. I want to ask you about national girls, women in sports day. The podcast will air on this day. We've got pink games coming up left and right. Kim and I have one on Wednesday together. So excited to talk about outfits with you, Kim, because I feel like we can like collaborate on some stuff, but we'll talk later. But, um, I want to ask you coach, like in terms of helping people getting girls in sport, the initiatives that maybe your team is doing Providence as a whole, and just what you've seen from the women's basketball landscape. I think this is always such an important month in women's basketball just to highlight so many different things. Oh yeah, no, it's huge. Um, we are, we definitely obviously are having our games. We just had ours um, against uh, Marquette and we had a great crowd, great showing. A lot of different teams were out there. So that was a lot of fun, but yeah, no, I can't, I can't express enough. I mean, the reason I'm doing what I'm doing is because somebody helped me out and somebody believed in me and um, <clears throat> being one of the few black females, young females in Cobb County growing up, in the 80s, um, you know, it was really cool to have someone say, you can do this. And let me tell you why, you know, and and um, so and being the tall one, of the tallest too in Cobb County now, honey, I made the team because I was tall. Y'all we'll talk about it. I was not good. No, no. So um, that was a blessing in itself, too. But no, it's such a special, special month. I mean, uh, with Black History Month and then cancer, breast cancer awareness. I mean, it's jam packed. Um, so but you, you must you must get out and support someone. And whether it be a, a female or a male, obviously we're focused on, on girls right now, but you, you've got to. And, and that's what we do here. That's why I'm making sure our players, we've already done more community service hours than they've done in years. And I think that's important. Um, that's a part of my foundation, like we talked about, Lisa. So um, I think that's huge. But again, and I just want to speak on the cancer awareness. This is it is home. My mom had breast cancer and my sister um, and as you talk about, uh, coach Wyckoff, bless her, um, mm -hmm. as well. Um, you know, being Tasha tough, this is a real thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm, we're so lucky to be able to, to help cheer people on and empower people and, and rejoice. Come mm -hmm. on now. We got to have joy too. There's survivors out there. Thank God. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a good month of yeah. all the feels God gave us, uh, um, ability to feel, Right. We can cry. We can cry. We can laugh. We're going to do it all. But you must. And this is what I would say, again, get out there and help. But these games are so special. And I'm so excited for you three ladies to be able to do this. Um, and I'm just, you know, again, just blessed to be able to be a part of that, too. Wow, that is so well said and, and articulated. Thank you for kind of giving us that insight and letting us know because we get to watch. We we are part of Girls and Women in Sport, the three of us and, and Meg as well. Um, but it's really cool to hear your perspective and, and the pink game. I know it means a lot to all of us. So thanks for sharing that. Um, okay, Coach, we have a special game for you. We play it with all of our interviewees. Uh, and this one might be a little bit of a different rendition, but Kim, okay. take it away for In the Bonus. <laughs> 
Yeah, so this is our in the bonus rapid fire. Olivia's already done it. She was a, one of our guests. Um, but basically, you know, to be in the bonus, it's five fouls. We have five questions for you. Okay. Um, you can answer. It's not like it has to be one word or super quick, however you want to answer it. All right, are you ready? Okay. All right. It The answer to this could be Raising Cane's. We're going to see. But number one, your favorite <laughs> place to eat in Providence. Oh, oh, oh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um, there's so many. Um, Harry's because Harry's, I like cheeseburgers and they're so good. Ooh, yum. Never heard of Harry's out there. Harry's is good. I like cheeseburgers. Yum. Do you put bacon on it or any toppings? Kind of whisper. Yes. Bacon and everything. It's terrible. Oh, and so, they use the little they, they use potato buns. Oh, Crap! Ooh, I'm yum. telling you, it's awful. They're like little ones. They give you like, of course, I get three. So to make one. <laughs> oh yeah. So anyway, yeah. Wow, gonna have to add that to our list next time we're there. It's good. Yeah. It's really good. Good food math. Yes. Really okay. Good. Question two. We know you were a big time player. You're now going to be a big time head coach. But what is a skill or talent outside of the basketball realm that you have? Y'all, I can cook. Ooh. I can cook. Ooh. Yes, ladies. I got to say it again. Come on over. I'm telling you. What, what's, I'll be throwing it down. what's your favorite dish to cook? Well, it's more like a meal. Mm. <laughs> so that partakes in collard greens, baked mac and cheese, mashed potatoes, um, hmm, barbecue chicken. Oh, oh and the real southern candy jams. I'm from the ATL. So, candy, yes. Yes. So, wow. yes, honey, a meal. Which is right to sleep. Yum. My mouth is watering. <laughs> I'm telling my bad tissue. For um, yeah. Thanksgiving at Coach Baths next year. Or yeah, just it's any over. Meal. We can make Thanksgiving meal. <laughs> um, that sounds delicious. All right. Question number three. Some content that you're currently consuming, whether it's a book, a podcast, a show, anything oh else, God. if you have the time for it during the season. Okay, what do I watch? Okay, I always go to Grey's Anatomy mm. when I need mm. something, like something where there's people being saved. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then this is this is crazy, but I started Game of Thrones again because I like destruction. So like before a game, I'm like, give me one of those war movies. Ah, so yeah, is that awful or what? That's what I'm doing. There's, like, it's, <laughs> I literally watch one there. of those shows. Balance. Um, it's like let's save Why people or let's so destroy much. people. I mean, no gray area. <laughs> no. Yeah, That's I know. Funny. <laughs> I haven't watched. Well, I I will. I've watched some Grey's Anatomy. I never got into Game of Thrones. I don't know about you, Ice and Lena. Yeah, it's it's Game of Thrones. It's very complex, but it's good. Yeah, I've never it's seen good. Game of Thrones. Yeah, I've never gotten. I've it. seen. Yeah, I got to fast forward through some I've things. I've seen but it's good. pretty much all twenty-something seasons of Grey's Anatomy, so I get no. it. No. Same. I've rewatched. Yeah. Same. Yeah, it's bad. I, I, yeah. I got to do better. I stopped cooking. My daughter's like, like, get out. Derek's dead. Oh, whoop. Spoiler. Don't watch it. Spoiler that. alert. <laughs> Edit it out. Edit that part out. Yeah. <laughs> I lost my mind that day. Okay. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. Number four, and this might be cooking as well, but, and I know you don't have a lot of this, especially this time of the year. But favorite thing or things to do when Aaron Bath has some downtime? Ooh, I have some downtime. Oh, ladies, I love going to the movies. Ooh. I when I had my daughter, I was pregnant. I would go by myself, honey. I'd have 
popcorn and more popcorn and just get on down, lean on back. So um, I, I know it's true, it's true, Kim is bad. I would probably go to the movies. I love going to the movies. Literally, mm -hmm. I, I will go. So I like I, that. I, that downtime, yeah, my daughter will tell you, she's probably the movies. And mm. I movie hop, I'm a criminal. It's Ooh. bad. <laughs> Two and one. I know. Or, nice yeah, word. Are we live? Out a few parts of this, Coach Beth. We can do that. It's awful. I know. Yeah, I heard expert, not the other one. Don't I heard expert. I know. Yeah, Sorry. you're a movie we're, expert. You're reading the movie <laughs> expert. Exactly. <laughs> I'm working. Exactly. You're a critic. And it we sounds like you. sounds like they're getting their funds through the popcorn that you're. Yes, I'm their support. I open the door. I hold the door for people. They should be paying yeah. to come there. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> Nil deal with Regal Showcase or whatever they're called. Oh, yeah, look. Come on, right, let's go. <laughs> All right, last one. This is the one that's a little tweaked for you because normally we ask players who would their teammates be for a three-on-three -three competition. So we're going to say Coach Aaron Bath was just named the head coach of the U.S. Olympic team. They are, <laughs> they are saying you can pick three staff members to join your staff. Um, who would the three coaches be that you are going to take to win this olympic gold medal with you y'all i have a staff right now i'm hurt their feelings i, no, I was actually oh, wait, oh, oh, oh. i was gonna say come on kim you gotta add context yeah. <laughs> you, you more than any other coach i've covered is always praising your your staff so we're gonna we're gonna rule them out we're gonna mm -hmm. say yeah the committee said sorry <laughs> you need to pick people that are not on your current staff we we know you would bring them if you had the chance <laughs> okay you can get anybody anybody so anybody three assistants or three staff three assistants oh my goodness don staley mm. um oh i gotta have don gotta have me some don yeah i gotta um, have don yes the only don i see is my dish show honey i need the real <laughs> Y'all laughing for real. <laughs> uh, with all that cooking. Um, let me see here. Two more. Two more, right? Oh, two more. Oh, it's yeah. so hard. It is. <sighs> we should have given um, you advance notice on this one. I'm sorry. I'm going to say, this no. is tough, Kim. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, um, we don't want to stress um, you like <laughs> I'm stressed out. She's enough to Wait, worry listen. about. <laughs> right, um, right. At least we know Dom is for, Dawn, Dawn is for sure. Dawn, Dawn for sure. She's a lot. Um... Might be all you need. Dawn is really good. Y'all, you know? No. Huh? I got, I'm Gino. Oh, that's good. Gino. Come on, okay. Gino. Okay. Dawn and Gino, we come on. We'll get some wine at the end. Um, that's an all-star team right there. And that's only two. Yes, honey. I would drive him crazy. Though. He'd be like, why are you still talking? Gino, where you at? Um, <laughs> oh, my goodness. And my third one. Um, oh, man. Y'all, I, I, there's so many. I know. Um, anybody. Gosh, I know. And, and I feel like I'm taking up the time on the show. We can, oh. we can edit out the pauses. Donnie can do that. We can? Yeah, okay. we're good. We got time. Okay, keep talking. Let me think. Okay, think. Yeah, you Don. think about it. You want me to throw out some options? I'm going to say yeah. throw out some options. Well, I... I Okay, yeah. <laughs> or I'll give you I'll give you conferences for options. We got, we got Pac-12 somebody. There's a coach in the Pac-12 I love. Okay, uh, tell me, tell me. I love I love Corey Close. I think Coach I Close her. also fits like your your inspirational so vibes. Yeah, she could also manage Gino and Dawn, just in case you know. But like she could do the no. peer mediation. 
You know, in case we yeah. decide we're not, you know, switching ball screens that I day. Mean, you could hire That's Ice. She's got really good insight. <laughs> yeah, I I'm like GM in the team. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go sideways a little bit. You Ooh. ready? Okay. I like Steve Kerr. Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah, that's a good one. So maybe he that's can balance all of us out because I'm going to be a hot, wild woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he even might be able to, to slow me down. Steven? So I don't know. I think he has Olympic coaching experience too, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, he knows oh. he knows the inner work. I thought, I thought you were going to say he has experience putting out fires. Yeah, I think oh, they'll have good management. Probably, yes, that's probably right because y'all know I'm dragging. <laughs> All right, so Olympics head coach Aaron Bath, assisted by Don Staley, Gino Ariema, and Steve Kerr. Give them the gold yeah, medal. Look, 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 look. Y'all know it's going to be flipped. I'm going to be their assistant. <laughs> no. Like, no what he said? What did she say? Steve, what do you think? <laughs> All right, coach, you have completed in the bonus rapid fire. Right. Congratulations. Love y'all. That was thank fantastic. You. Coach, thank you so much for joining us. I, it was great to hear from you um guys you can all catch coach bath and the providence friars on the road this week wednesday february 7th they take on depaul in chicago tip off at eight o'clock eastern then they travel to dc to play georgetown saturday february 10th at 7 p.m eastern coach bath good luck with the rest of the season good luck this week and thank you so much for joining us thank you we love Thanks, you coach bye y'all <laughs> Welcome back to In the Bonus. Uh, what an interview with Coach Bath out of Providence. I feel as though I could run through a brick wall while laughing for her. Uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that woman is like, the greatest. Just like, yeah. I had you know, my college playing experience, I had two head coaches. I don't want to like take shots at anyone here, but I didn't feel like they cared about me as a person. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I would sign up in a heartbeat to play for Aaron Bath. I mean, Mm. she's the greatest. Yeah, I Mm. totally understand. I think that's an honest sentiment, Kim, that uh, a lot of coaches (laughs) don't have that, right? Like, I get it to some extent. Um, All right, ladies, let's take a look at the week ahead because we have a lot of really good matchups that are to come. One of those that has been circled on my calendar for a while, UConn against South Carolina. Um, So UConn, this episode comes out Wednesday. They are hosting Seton Hall, 7 o'clock tonight. Then the Huskies will travel to Columbia, South Carolina for a 2 p.m. Sunday kickoff against number one, 21 and 0. This is the soccer podcast. We're not kicking (laughs) off here. We're we're jumping it up. Jumping in. (laughs) Tip off. Tip off. There we go. I said tip off. I think Oh, did you you said tip off? I thought you think I did. (laughs) No, I think you said kickoff. Oh my god, did I? Oh my gosh. I love you think it was kickoff too. Wow. It's okay. No, Sorry, keep guys. it. You should keep it. Because <laughs> I do hilarious. soccer all Fantastic day, every day. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> South Carolina, they so UConn will be traveling to Columbia, South Carolina for a 2 p.m. Sunday tip-off against yeah. number one, 21 and 0 South Carolina side. That is just absolutely rolling. And we saw just a few weeks ago to close out January, UConn hosted Notre Dame. The Huskies picked up their first loss in in 13 games falling 67-82 to the Fighting Irish. So, Kim, what is head coach Gina Ariema hoping to learn when his team plays South Carolina? Yeah, I think this is really just a huge test of response, knowing that 
I'm just going to, I think I'll put it, the word out there. They, they kind of failed at their home opportunity against a Notre Dame team at home. I think, you know, if they mm. could run that back, they would do a lot of things differently. I think this is a real like mental toughness moment. Like how do we want the rest of this season to go? Because that fourth quarter of the Notre Dame game was not pretty. Um, so this is obviously a, a huge test. I mean, even if UConn came out and played their best game, is it enough talent to take down South Carolina? I don't know. They're just that good. They're that dominant. Um, but you sure as heck want to go in there and give it your best shot and maybe hope that South Carolina is a little off that day. Um, but, I mean, I would say this South Carolina team might be better than the team we saw last year, two years yeah. ago. Um, Camila Cardoso, I think it's six, seven on the interior. Aliyah Edwards going to have a big time battle with her. And then they've added more outside shooting than they've had in the past, specifically from Tahina Pow Pow, the Oregon transfer. Like South Carolina, you used to be able to really pack it in with them and be like, we dare you to beat us from the outside. You can't do that with them anymore. Um, so I just, I think it's a big mental test for UConn, um, for Paige and Aaliyah leading the way, like the conversations they're having with their team, like we did not like how that felt on our home floor at Notre Dame. Let's make sure we don't feel that way uh, this Sunday. Even if, again, you leave it all out there and you you lose right. by four, at least you can walk away feeling like we gave it all we had. Um, so that's what I'm really looking for from the Huskies. Yeah, I, I agree with those, um, Kim, completely. Uh, for me, Lisa, it's their defense. I, I think this is a game in which you can see, has their defense improved since the Notre Dame game? Have they fixed some of those holes? I think for me, watching that game back and Hannah Hildago dropped 30-plus, right? I, I just remember seeing pick-and-roll action where she was just coming off of a screen and getting to the basket. There wasn't, like, anyone stopping her. There wasn't any kind of, you know, anyone in her grill making her feel uncomfortable. She just had her way. And so I think if you're looking at South Carolina, you've got Pow Pow, you have Raven Johnson, you got Malaysia Fuwiley that comes off the bench, which if you haven't seen Malaysia Fuwiley play, you have to. It is literally, like, Showtime TV. I mean, she's, like, taking steps with a no look to a layup. And it's like, whoa, like, I, I'm not seeing anybody do that in basketball right now besides, like, maybe Kyrie Irving on his best day. But I, they've got guards that can get downhill. And so for me, it's can UConn play team defense? Can they limit penetration? And then they're going to have to get on the boards. You mentioned, like, Camila Cordoso. Honestly, Kim, I think Aaliyah Edwards can be very physical with her and win that matchup. Mm -hmm. I don't think Cardoso likes to be met with physicality. I saw that, you know, when they played LSU a week ago, right? And, they, you know, Angel Reese was going at it. I thought Angel Reese got the better of Cardoso besides the fact that she fouled out. And so I just would say for UConn, I think it's about their defense, them playing as a team defensively, and then just being physical. Like, go in there and be the aggressor. Don't treat them like they're the number one team. If you respect them too much, they'll beat you by 30. Yeah, that's a great point. I love that. You can watch uh, that matchup, UConn against South Carolina, Sunday, 2 o'clock. Uh, but before that, I mean, that's the only Big East team playing on Sunday. There's Saturday games, Friday games, um, of course, Wednesday as well. Uh, Ice, where can we watch you this week? Well, Kim and I have a game together on Wednesday. So as soon as this comes out, if you want to pop on FS1, we'll be on there. We've got Georgetown at Marquette. Oh, I'm excited about this. I feel like defense, defense, defense. I'm excited to see what Georgetown will look like. 
I also think keep in mind too, like it's an emotional month for Georgetown, right? Like we're honoring coach Tasha Butts, his breast cancer awareness. That is a pink game. And so you got to think about sports and why we love sports so much because the emotion plays a toll as well. And so I expect Georgetown to be fired up on the road. Um, but I'm excited about that one, Kim. Uh, Kim will be the analyst. I'll be on sideline. Um, and we're working with Lisa Byington. So I'm, I'm really excited. I think that's a female forward game as well. Um, yeah. Kim, what are your thoughts on, you know, what Georgetown needs to bring? Yeah, well, I was just going to add that it's a female forward game, which is a really cool initiative that the Big East does. It's my second year working on this game. Obviously, we'll be honoring Tasha Butts as she would would have been the female coach. Um, so there will be a lot of honoring for her and with Breast Cancer Awareness Month as well. Um, but this is a game where they're, I believe they'll have all female officials. We'll have an all female truck. Uh, every single camera operator will be a female. Everyone working on the game will be a female. Um, so we That's love so that. Cool. It was amazing last year. Like you just don't see stuff like that. Like how often have you ladies had a female camera someone holding the camera that's a female in front of you like never you just, i actually you, never have yeah 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 so, i've been i've been a part of one game at syracuse that was an all-female crew and scott hecht mm -hmm. was also instrumental in putting that together so i think we got to give scott his yeah. flowers that he's had that influence with fox and that we're doing this and hopefully every other network and conference you know continue to push these forward i think we're seeing more of these across the landscape and i think it just goes right along with like pushing women in sports, right? That you don't have to be on camera. Sometimes you could be the camera or you could be the audio or the tech or yeah. the producer. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, yeah. That's and then the game itself will be great. As we mentioned, the importance for Marquette closing out the season strong, but we know Georgetown is one of the best defensive teams really in the country, not just the conference. Uh, they just mm. beat DePaul in a game in the 40s. DePaul you know, likes to play games in the 80s and 90s. They held DePaul to, I think it was 40 points. They won wow. that game. So you know that yes. Georgetown is really going to try to slow the pace down and really just lock up uh, defensively against a Marquette team that likes to fly up and down and transition. So the game itself will be really good too. That game, Georgetown Marquette, the cream to an Oreo triple header on Wednesday night, uh, mm -hmm. kicking or tipping off at nine o'clock uh, from Milwaukee. FS1, you can watch Ice and Kim in that female forward game. Really excited and, and happy for you guys. Turn you on my TV and watch you. Um, that's it for our episode. Final thoughts, Kim, are you getting your pink ready to wear on Wednesday? Yeah, I just, I didn't know it was the pink game uh, until <laughs> I texted me. I just, I knew it was the female forward game, but I actually have a couple pink items now. Good. Last year, I did not. Like, I had to go out and buy a shirt the day before, but I have more pink in the rotation. I have two other games this week, so now I need to make sure if those are also <laughs> pink games. Um, but, you know, it's, it's like extra special for me this year. Um, my lost my mom to cancer just a couple months ago it wasn't breast cancer, but it's um, she was ovarian cancer, which I believe is in September is the awareness month. So I probably will never get to work a game that specifically honors that cause. But it's extra special for me this year, just um, in terms of honoring cancer awareness and ca cancer victims. So it'll be a little extra meaningful for me this season to be a part of these games. I'm sure it will. Thanks for sharing that with us, Kim. Really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, all right, Ice, final thoughts from you before we wrap up? Final thoughts. My new favorite number is 51. Can you guess why? Oh, Juju. 
Jew, Jew. Did you guys see the clip of the little girl with her jersey on? Yes. And the bun? Oh my gosh. I was like, she's got to keep that forever. But on a serious note, though, I just think women's basketball is the best thing in the world. And if you're not watching, you're not tuned in. I don't know how your life it's, is going. It's I, the I, truth. You, you're missing, how, you're missing no, out on no. happiness. You the for sure are missing out. Like not to always compare it. Like I don't like I don't think it should always be compared to men's basketball. But the stars in women's college basketball right now are unlike anything we've seen. Like they are you have yeah. there. Like if a player like Caitlin or Juju are playing, like you're you have to tune in. You just have yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. Their personalities, what they're doing on the court, everything, the whole package is entertaining. Mm-hmm to watch and you know they're always going to perform um all right that'll do it for us on in the bonus be sure to subscribe to in the bonus by the big east conference on your preferred podcast listening platforms such as iHeartRadio, amazon music spotify deezer tune in radio public pandora overcast odyssey samsung podcast pocket cast player fm simplecast and apple podcast as well as the big east conference youtube page make sure to like share and review you can also visit BigEast.com for more conference news and information. For Kim, Ice, and I'm Lisa, we'll see you next week for another episode of In the Bonus. Woo! That's a pro, Lisa. That was great. That was a good read. <laughs>